0: It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh
1: Wing Radio. He says, Jomo, what God's trying to do, he's trying to build your body. He says, so the weight's going to keep coming on that ball, and you will keep pressing it off. Pastor, how do I press the weight off? God has a spotter called the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and if you can just keep pushing, oh, the spotter, the Holy Spirit says, come on. Come on, come on, come So you don't worry about the weight Just get in position We hope you're excited to hear God's word today
0: On Fresh Wind Radio We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you Later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry But for now, let's get straight to the word With Dr. Jomo Cousins God is doing something
1: Today I'm going into part four of my series, You Better Ask Somebody. You Better Ask Somebody. I really thought about this series because so many times uh, we don't have because we don't ask. We're not bold enough to ask. So part one of this series was from Matthew 7-7. It'll be on the screen for me. Part one was some Matthew 7-7. It says, ask and keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek, and keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock, and keep on knocking, and the door shall be opened unto you. The critical aspect of this scripture is keep on. Keep on. Keep on. Keep on. What I've learned in life is many of us are great starters, but terrible finishers. Keep on, keep on, keep on. Praise God. Then part two of the series was entitled Persistence Wears Down Resistance. This was some. 18. Right here it says, on the line, all times they ought to pray and not give up and lose heart. How many times in our life have we prayed for something and then we gave up on it? The mindset is that I will not stop because what God has promised me shall come to pass. So it's so critical in our life that we do not get weary in well doing. Then last week, part three, we must ask courageously. Ah, yes. Last week, the key thing was double. Everyone say double. Yeah, yeah. Y'all remember this one? I eat nose like Cheerios. Come on, let's get in your spit. I eat nose like Cheerios. What do you mean, pastor? Don't allow one no to stop what God has said. If God has told you yes, you can't let any man's no stop what God has called you to. I eat nose like Cheerios. Praise God. What I liked about Elisha from 2 Kings 2. The critical aspect of last Sunday was he asked for double. See, it's one thing to ask for a little bit. He asked for what? Look, everyone say, I want double. I don't want one scoop of ice cream. I want double. Praise God. My wife bought some mint chocolate chip ice cream last night, and uh, that was my favorite ice cream. I say was because once your children start liking it, it no longer becomes your favorite no more. Praise God, because then they start eating it. Ah. so what I do now is I eat it first, and then I put it in the fridge, and then it's a free-for-all. Ah, but I had three scoops last night. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I learned my lesson, praise God. Now today, today's message, part four, part four, as I close out the series, is entitled Give Me My Mountain. Ooh, give me my mountain. I like the, the impression that uh, Elijah says, give me, uh, Caleb says, give me my mountain now. Uh, We're going to be teaching from Joshua chapter 14. In this book of Joshua, the children of Israel have started to claim their rights, their promises. Uh, Earlier, uh, they had come to a place where they weren't claiming it. But now, uh, Caleb is in that season of claiming his blessing. Everyone say claim it. Uh, So many times in our faith walk, we are window shopping and not claiming. Uh, so many times we never really claim the promise that God has for us because we don't feel like we're entitled to it. We'll understand it's yours and it belongs to you. Now, praise God, Caleb is 85 years old, and he's at that place where he wants his stuff. (laughs) Here's the critical aspect of your faith walk, family. Wherever the blessing is, there's a giant waiting for you. I'm going to say that again. Wherever the blessing is, there's a giant waiting for you. Anybody remember the story of David? David's about to have his big breakthrough. But guess who he met? A giant. Anytime you are on the verge of your breakthrough, expect a giant. If it was easy, everyone would get it. But breakthroughs come through fights. So I have to understand that wherever the blessing is, there's a giant. And whatever God has for you, there'll be a mountain. (laughs) <laughs> Abraham didn't get his breakthrough until he climbed the mountain. Jesus had to climb a mountain. You have a mountain. And if you want to live the abundant life, you better get ready to fight. Hallelujah. If it was easy, everybody would have it. All right, family. We're going to start with Joshua chapter 14, verse 9. It's on the screen. If you don't know where I'm at, it'll be on the screen for you. It says, this, so, that, so that day Moses solemnly promised me. Everyone say he promised me. Uh, the land of Canaan on which you were just walking will be your grant of land and that your descendants forever because you wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. Caleb was faithful from the beginning. Caleb was one of the spies that went to spy the land and says that we are well able. But then he had 10 other spies uh, who didn't believe that they were able. I read the story of Julius Caesar. He landed on the shores of Britain with his Roman legions. He took a bold and decisive step. After they landed, he said, look back. And they were looking off the cliffs of Dover. And when they looked back, he had burned every ship that got them to where they were. And he wanted to look, understand this. Now that the ships are burned that got us here, we have no option but to win. Sometimes in our faith walk, we give ourselves escape hatches. See, understand, I win. Why? Because God be for me. And if God be for me, who can be against me? See, once you understand what Caleb understood, that God be for him, I don't care what giant, I don't care what mountain, God be for me. There's a certain boldness that comes up on you when you realize that you're a child of the Most High God and God favors you. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. In Numbers 14.24, I'll be on the screen for you. In Numbers 14.24, look what God says to Caleb. But my servant Caleb, because he has a what kind of spirit? A different spirit. Has followed me fully. I will bring him to the land into which he entered, and descendants shall take possession. Question, how have you followed God? Notice, God said he followed him fully. When I studied this out, it meant that Caleb would always try to be as close to God as he possibly could. He would let nothing come between him and God. Caleb understood that our God is a promise-keeping God. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he shall lie, nor the son of man that he shall repent. If he said it, then that settles it. Well, the challenge is, but Lord, how long? How long will I wait for my breakthrough? How long will it take? I know what's your promise. Here's what I've learned, family. I, we all love God's promises but nobody likes God's process. Can I get a witness? <laughs> I, I love the promise. Yes, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I love the promise. But I don't like the process that I got to go through. Oh, Jesus. My, my mother would make these things called oxtails. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. <sighs> now, when my mother made these oxtails... She put them in a pressure cooker. Anybody? See, we don't have pressure cookers no more. Anybody remember the pressure cookers? Praise the Lord. And, and they had a little top on it and would whistle. And, and you're like, Mama, is it ready yet? No. Mama, is it ready yet? And see, if you took it out of the pressure cooker too quick, it would break your jaw because the meat was too chewy. But if you let it sit in that thing long enough, Oh, Jesus. I'm a Sam, a Sam, a Sakusa. Uh, uh, that's not the Holy Spirit that's Michael Jackson <laughs> Ooh, Jesus but if you let it sit in the pressure cooker long enough it fell off the bone what I've learned in my faith walk you're listening to Fresh
0: Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never changing Word. And now, let's get back to the word.
1: But if you let it sit in the pressure cooker long enough, it fell off the bone. What I've learned in my faith walk is I have to allow God to process me. Here's the blessing of our God. God takes you into the dark room. Then he strips off all the negatives. And then he takes you out and you have a pretty picture. And people don't realize all the hell you've been through. All they see is a pretty picture. Because God develops you in the dark room. (laughs) God, God takes care of you. And he cleans you up. And people don't even see Thank you, Jesus. Everyone say, I must be willing to be processed. Yes, Lord. Many of you know my daughter has been ill now for four years. We go back and forth to Duke and All Children's Hospital. And God has told me she's healed. But I don't see any evidence. What do you do? Well, you know what God said, but you're dealing with what you see. God said it, but Lord, I don't see it. And that's why Hebrew says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. What do you mean? You got to stand on the word. I know it doesn't make sense, but my God is good. I got to stand on the word. Verse 10. Verse 10, back in the Numbers, Joshua 14, 10. Look what he says. Now, as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive. Well, and he promised. All these 45 years since Moses made this promise. Notice it keeps saying promise, promise. Even while Israel wandered in the wilderness today, I'm 85 years old. So, if you are here today and you are under 85 years old, There's some stuff that has your name on it. And you have to be bold enough to say, give me my stuff. Oh, oh, boy. Don't get to heaven. And God says you could have done so much more, but you did not ask. Caleb says, give me my stuff. Oh, Jesus. What dream did you have? What aspirations did you have? Lord, use me. Well, pastor, I'm 55 and, you know, let's. My body doesn't work like it used to. <laughs> Caleb says, my body is just as strong. Boy, this should give you some help right here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Caleb's faith in God was not shaken by his circumstance. <sighs> Philippians one6 six. be on the screen for you. Philippians 1.6. Look what this says. Let's read it together, church. I am what? And what? Of this very thing that he, capital H God, who has begun a good work in you, will what? To perfect. So here's this. Whatever God started, he's going to finish. But Lord, how long? I don't care how long. Whatever God has started, he's going to finish. So guess what? If God started it, the Bible calls him the author and the what? The finisher. That means whatever God started, he's going to finish. The challenge is, how long, Lord? How long? Well, guess what, family? That's above my pay grade. <laughs> Job don't know how long. He never answered Job, so if he didn't answer Job, we sure not going to answer you. But what I've learned is Romans eight eighteen says, this is but a momentary light affliction that cannot be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. <sighs> Paul said it this way, I asked three times, for the thorn to be removed from my side. And your word says that my grace is sufficient. For in your weakness, my strength is made strong. So, when I'm going through tough times, I go to Philippians 1.6. Lord, you started, I know you're going to finish it. Lord, I know you started, you're going to finish it. You're a finisher, Father. So I thank you that healing is done. Lord, I thank you restoration is done. Lord, I thank you, I call it done. Hallelujah. <laughs> Joshua 14.11. He says this, boy, boy, boy. I'm as strong as I'm now, as I was when Moses, sent me on a journey. I can still travel and fight as well as them then. Verse 12, so give me the hill country. The now, what I like about Caleb, he didn't ask for the land. He didn't ask for the beach. He didn't ask for the valley. He didn't ask for the plateau. Give me the mountain. Give me the tough stuff. Give me the... See, many want the easy way. The doctor said. Uh, a couple of people said, "Pastor, look like you're losing weight. Your, your suit falling off." I said, "Praise God! About time. I've been eating so much salad, Jesus. I'm trying to get right, y'all. Praise the Lord." Anyway, <laughs> anything worth having will be a fight. So I got up this morning at 5:30, got on the elliptical machine, watched the Sports Center. And I did a little weights, got in. I said, "Okay, day one." You know, any, anybody start their, their their workout routine every 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 Monday? <laughs> I'm a hundred percent. I'm one for one. Praise the Lord. Call me tomorrow. <laughs> Caleb then asked for the easy stuff. He says, Give me the mountain because I know there are giants there. And the same giants I saw before, I'm going to see them again. But what I've learned through the, fall, through the walls of Jericho coming down, through AI, through the sea being parted, I know that you're with me, Lord. And you're the same God that made the giant. So if you made the giant and you say the land is mine, that means I'm going to defeat the giant. Wherever your promise is, there's going to be a giant. Whatever your promise is, there'll be a giant. Why? Because there's going to be a question of how bad do you want it. How bad do you want it? You want to be blessed, but guess what? There's going to be a fight. Hallelujah. How bad do you want it? And you have to make up in your mind that you're ready to fight. 2 Timothy 4, 7 says, fight the good fight. Finish the course. Keep the faith. Fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. So there will be a struggle, but guess what? You can win. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I've read this story. Three little girls sitting down having a conversation. One girl says, My father's a doctor, he practices medicine. the little girl says, My daddy's a lawyer, he practices law. The last baby girl says, My daddy's a Christian, he stopped practicing. got a question for the Christians in here. Are you still practicing? Because my Bible says we have to go from faith to faith, glory to glory. How's your prayer life? How's, how's your study time? You're supposed to be increasing, not decreasing. I know, I know. asked you. Why do you got to be like that? I know some of us got saved just for insurance. (laughs) The Lord, at least I ain't going to burn up, praise the Lord. I'm saved, just get me in the door. Just get me in the door. I don't need a special house or mansion, just get me in. But you got to grow, you got to grow, you got to grow. You got to grow. I was talking to my pastor the other day, and he says, Chomo, God put a lot of weight on your bench. And He's just talking to me. He's like, Joey, he says, you know, you're going to get rewarded greatly. He says, because when your mother died and you got up and preached the day she died, then your father died and you preached. Your daughter, you preached. You went through chemotherapy and cancer and you kept preaching. He says, the, the, the car accidents, you keep preaching. He says, understand this, your reward's going to be great because all these things are trying to stop you from what God's called you to. And understand, family, to whom much is given, much is required. And the anointing is not cheap. You're going to go through some things. But I thank God. (laughs) Because what I've learned is the oil flows greatest after you're crushed. That anointing hits your life. And the oil, it can only flow unless you get crushed. And though I've been crushed, God keeps using me. So what I've learned in my life, God uses broken vessels. So sometimes you got to be broken so that God can use you. I had to be broken. I had too much pride. I thought it was about me. <laughs> now I cry like a baby. I cry about everything. My wife even call me a crybaby. There you go again. You can't, I can't even take you to the movies no more. That's the joke now. She look over. I see you. (laughs) I can't help it. I'm broken. Every movie makes me cry. (sighs) If I see a mama in a hospital, I start crying. If I see a little sick girl, I start crying. If I see a girl dancing, I start crying. If I see a girl singing, I start, I think about my daughter. I see a movie about dad. I think about my dad. think my mom, I'm like, man, I can't even watch a movie anymore. Everything makes me cry. But I had to go through that season. For Jesus says he, he, he was touched by infirmities. It made me a better man. It made me a better pastor. Because now I understand pain differently. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Joshua 14 12. He says, Give me the hill country. Wow. You remember, as the, as the scouts, we found the descendants of Anak living there in, in great walled towns. But if God is with me, I will drive them out just as the Lord said. Caleb had used all his difficult times to prepare him for this fight. I was telling you a story about my pastor saying, he said, Joe Mo, there's a lot of, you, you had a lot of weight on your bar. I said, I know, he says, I know you wish some of the weight would come off of the bar.'" He says, but Jomo, you don't get stronger with left weight. He says, Jomo, what God's trying to do, he's trying to build your body. He says, so the weight's going to keep coming on that bar, and you're going to keep pressing it off. Pastor, how do I press the weight off? God has a spotter called the Holy Spirit.